Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Breaking Up, my dating podcast turned mental health (laughs) podcast because last week's episode, as you may know, was telling a kind of low-key embarrassing story about how Instagram triggered a panic and anxiety attack for me. And as you could tell probably by the title of this podcast, we are going to do a little update on my last week, how that's been going. I mentioned in that episode how I was going to start therapy again, which I have, so I want to talk about that. I will mention a few other things that have been going on kind of like heavily in my life this week, and I'll try to make time for some love life topics because this is originally a dating podcast, and I feel like we have strayed a little bit, but a lot has been going on. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you enjoy today's episode. So first thing to discuss is I am currently in my bedroom on my on my bed um, recording this episode. I've never recorded a I've never recorded a podcast episode from my bedroom in my bed as like casual and lounge wear or like lounging, I guess, as I feel right now. Typically, I am pretty like, I don't want to say professional because it's still like a one woman show over here, but I am sitting like upright in my office or at my dining room table with notes in front of me and a more, in my mind, professional setup. But this week, I just really needed something chill, laid back. I have been super stressed and life has just felt super draining and it's been a lot. So hopefully the sound quality isn't too awful in here. I know I kind of listened to the overview of the sound quality last week and it started to feel kind of echoey. So maybe the smaller bedroom atmosphere environment with all of these cushions, pillows, mattresses, and all of that will help kind of suffocate that echoness, if that's a word, um, noise and help make this feel a bit more intimate. But another reason why I just knew this week I had to record the episode from bed is because I um, actually got a medical procedure done today. If you're one of the If you are one of the elite on my close friends list on Instagram, I am so late to the game here, but I only recently started to understand the, the like, the joy of doing a close friends list. I used to think it wasn't really for me. I never used it. I didn't even have one made up. And then this last week alone, I was like, dang, now that Snapchat really feels dead to me, I'm just going to create a Snapchat feel on my Instagram story that is just for the people that I either know in real life or I feel close enough to trust. (laughs) Um, But if you are one of like the 25 people that I have on that list, you may have already seen this because I did post a story about this medical procedure, but it wasn't anything too intense or too scary. I 
I actually started recording a video about this too. So in a few weeks, I'm not really sure exactly when that will go up on my YouTube channel, but I knew that I wanted to include a YouTube video where I dive deeper into me taking control of my health and I talk about my therapy journey on there as well as what happened today and then as well as some like other topics. I don't want to spoil the video, but that is kind of an extension of last week's podcast episode and vice versa. So I did vlog a little bit of it today and then if you saw my post on Instagram, close friends list story, then you may know. But um, basically, I got two moles removed on my back. This isn't uncommon for me. I have gotten moles removed in the past. So has my mom like tons of times. So has her dad, my grandfather, like a lot. And they both have had moles come back with um, bad results. I don't know the details. I thought it was just cancer. And then when I was telling the nurse or like the doctor that today, she was like, well, was it this? Was it that? Was it melanoma? Was it actually cancer? Or was it just like X, Y, and Z? And I kind of froze. I was like, oh, I don't know. They never told me that. They just said it. They like caught something just in time. So I don't know the details with that, but I do know I'm at risk and I try to get them checked out a ton. I know that I am also at risk because up until maybe like last summer, I started wearing or, or like up until last summer, I didn't wear sunscreen. And then starting last summer in the summer, I started to understand that, you know, I'm no longer young, wild, and free or young and dumb. And I need to protect my younger, my future self and start wearing sunscreen. So I have about like 18 years of skin damage probably. And I'm starting to see the results a little bit. So I'm always on the lookout for concerns. And a couple months ago, I maybe like a month ago, two months ago. It was still summer, so let's just say eight weeks to be safe. I started to be concerned about a mole on my back. I thought it was like a zit or something, and I started messing. This is like TMI, sorry, but like welcome to the podcast. Um, Yeah, because it was on my back, I couldn't see it, so I was just messing with it, and I thought it was just like a little skin acne or like zit or something which I don't get on my back. I feel the need to clarify that. But I like went to take care of it and it like wasn't coming off. And then I looked in the mirror and it was like a bloody mole. I went to the doctors for this and she was like, oh, it just looks like a scab. I'm sure it's fine. And she left it, which kind of made me upset. Not to mention I was charged for that useless appointment and it was during COVID. So I felt almost like, why did I risk my health and others to go in when I didn't even get anything done? But you know how sometimes the medical world can make you feel invalidated or not listen to you and then you feel like you have to listen to them because they're qualified and they're the ones in the white lab coat telling you things. Yeah, so that has been happening like my whole life and my diagnosis with PCOS, side note, and that appointment that I just had where she wouldn't remove my mole has definitely helped me really learn to advocate for myself and have like a firmer ground or stance on my needs when I am the patient because even though they are qualified, it's my body and they don't feel or know what I feel and know about myself. So I went back today because now another mole on my back, same thing happened. I thought it was just like a scab or mosquito bite and it really itched. So I was itching it. I thought it was just a bug bite. And then I looked in the mirror later that night and it was actually a mole and it wasn't bloody or like it didn't look bad. I was like, oh shoot, I've been messing with um like a mole this whole time. I shouldn't do that. 
but it was super sore. It almost felt like a bruise. Um, so I started to be concerned about it. I called right away to make an appointment to get that checked out and hopefully removed. And this time on the phone, I wasn't even like, I'm concerned. I might need to get this removed. I, making my appointment, said, I need to make an appointment to get a mole removed. Like, end of story. It's going to happen because I'm concerned about it and I don't want to go and then not have anything happen and feel like I should have taken better proactive control of my health. So, um... After I made the appointment, I ch- it like really hurt. Like I mentioned, it just felt like it was a sore bruise or like an open wound. I checked on it a few days later and the mole was completely different, shifted colors. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. TMI, this is not what you signed up for when you decided to listen to my podcast, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I was very, very concerned because suddenly it just looked very different. And these are typical warning signs that you uh, read about or are told when like deciding whether or not to get your skin checked out. So I was super glad that my appointment was coming up. And then (laughs) the whole damn mole like fell off yesterday on its own, which freaked me out. Never happened before. Um, The day before I'm supposed to get it looked at. So I went into the doctors today and I told them what happened. They took a skin sample of the area where the mole was anyway, thank God, and that's like what I wanted. And then they also removed the mole that the other doctor did not remove last June. So I got two um, incisions or like anesthetic procedures down on my back today. If you've never gotten a mole removed, it is (laughs) so fun. I'm being completely sarcastic here because First, they, I mean, it's really not that bad, luckily. The worst part is getting the shot for anesthesia, but after that, you can't feel a thing. Um, it's just, if you don't like needles, if you don't handle shots well, it's probably not the best, like, procedure for you, but it's really fast. They give you that numbing shot, and then you can't feel anything. I think it was, because it was on my back, I was very lucky that I didn't have to see anything. So I was just laying on my stomach. I almost went on my phone. I was like, if it gets really bad, if I get really nervous, I can just go on TikTok and distract myself. But I almost felt like that would be worse because then I'd have this middle-aged doctor judging my TikTok for you page and wondering what the heck I'm watching while she's trying to focus on removing my skin. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it was fairly quick and the worst thing is just the shot and then you feel some pressure. Don't make the mistake of looking in the vial with your removed piece of skin. It's disgusting. But um, because I got two incisions done on my back today where basically they just like scraped my skin off, I am in kind of a lot of pain, which is expected as the anesthesia wears off. And one of my wounds started bleeding really badly this evening and I, I live alone. So I was kind of freaking out because I don't want any complications or anything to happen and I don't have any cotton balls. So I just had to get kind of creative with a tissue and try to apply pressure and um, bandage it up again. But that made me a little nervous. So long story short, that is why I am recording this week's episode from my bed with like four pillows behind me in PJs. And everything around me on airplane mode because I just need a calm environment. It's been a lot this week and I feel like I have so much to vent about. So thank God you are here. Like, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate 
anyone who is supporting me and all of my creative passions and endeavors. So, all right, let's dive into like the first things first on today's agenda, an update on my mental health and therapy and what has been going on. I mean, even like the last 10 minutes current time right now, if you have me on Instagram, you just witnessed me post a pretty intense story. Um, Basically, I just had to get it out because for some reason, it's not common sense to everyone out there that you should be respectful and kind to people um, in the DMs. And I just basically said, if you don't respect this, if you are not a, basically like a good person, you will be blocked because I don't waste my valuable time arguing with somebody when it's not like a, a fair or anything like worth arguing over. Like I just don't put up with hagglers or people that are not coming from a good place. Like, you will be blocked immediately, and it's what I unfortunately have to do in order to keep my DMs public and open to those that need me for OnlyFans promos or help or advice or just having that connection with people online is so important to me. And of course, there's always going to be the few people that kind of ruin it for everyone, but I did kind of mention this here and there, and you may have even noticed it because it's probably shining through a little bit on my social media presences, but it has been really, really draining on me to constantly, like, respond to mass amounts of requests on Instagram for OnlyFans promos because everyone is kind of in this really intense, I need to get this as soon as possible mindset for their promo, and I don't want to take away the fact that like 99% of you are so sweet, so supportive, so kind, so understanding, so patient, and you really do like make the difference in all of this. But, um, oh gosh, what was I setting myself up to say after that? But when I think it's just like the pressure is so high for me because I, not even pressure, I put this pressure on myself because I am so it's so important to me and I try so hard to get you guys like the results that I hope you have by working with me that I can, I can only control so much. I can only do so much. And some people get upset at me for things that are out of my control, out of their control and kind of like take their frustration that something didn't work out on me, um, to be vague. I mean, I'm trying to make it so everyone understands who might be listening, but I, because I talk to so many people through the DMs, and I don't want this to come off in any negative or, like, weird way where I'm like, oh, I get so many messages because I don't want, it, I don't want this to sound like I'm flaunting. I'm just trying to really vent and explain why this can be so draining. Uh, but because I'm messaging so many people, I'm trying to give 110% of myself and my energy to every single individual that I contact or communicate with. And it's like being on all the time. It's trying to be like present and active and engaging in so many places. There's just not enough of me to really go around. And tonight I just really had to deal with somebody that unfortunately was very impatient and unhappy and didn't really understand what I was telling them. Um, so... I kept saying, like, 
well, I didn't keep saying, I said it twice about how I'm so sorry. Like, I understand that can be so frustrating. Like, definitely don't give up. Keep going. Like, you got this. Like, really encouraging positive words. And I said, wishing you nothing but the best because usually when someone says something like that, it ends the conversation. Like, I've said what I needed to say. I clearly cannot help you beyond this. Like, good luck. And she just kind of kept harassing me. So, I don't, I don't deal with that. I do not waste my time or energy. It gives me such bad anxiety that I had to unfortunately just remove that access from this person. And I felt the need to make this like a public message on my Instagram to just kind of remind everyone, hey, be nice. <laughs> like, be a good person. Because like these last few weeks, waking up, I almost dread starting my workday now, like reading DMs and working with all of these girls because I'm so afraid of dealing with that type of energy. Like I'm not really a confrontational person and from working in customer service and serving or waitressing for years, I've gotten a lot better at it and I have my go-to phrases now to help kind of remain professional and show people that I'm trying to take care of like their needs or like give them the best results that I can without being rude. So thankfully, like those years of customer service have helped me a ton with all of this, but I find myself dreading starting to respond to DMs for the day because I'm so nervous that there will be a Karen among the group. And that energy just drains me so much. It makes me feel so anxious and panicked that I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to open it. I don't want to see it. And the best thing that I can do with that right now is to block and hope for the best when responding to other people. But it has given me such a higher level of anxiety for things that I should not be anxious over. I should be excited to talk to you guys or respond to DMs. I shouldn't have this constant dread starting every single day worried that I'm going to have to deal with Things that I would have to deal with as a hostess in a restaurant, basically, you know, like getting blamed for things that were the server's fault when you are a hostess. I wonder how many people will get that reference. But um, yeah, so that stress was definitely added onto my workload today. And it does make me really sad because I want this to be like a positive, happy place that I'm able to connect with so many people and I don't want something like this to ruin it for everyone. But it is what it is, and I just felt the need to kind of highlight that because I have noticed how high my, my anxiety has been with all of the stress and pressure and draining energy that I have mentioned with DMs. Like, I never thought something like that could get to my mental health as much as it has these last few weeks. But I had my first therapy appointment last night, the, my first one in over like three years with my therapist. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, you kind of know how this came to be. Uh, a quick refresher, I've worked with this therapist from ages 17, like a junior in high school, until maybe 20, 21, seeing her occasionally after that whenever I needed her. But she has been a very constant person in my adolescent young adult young adult life and I really appreciate her being that stability that like good adult person that I can go to professionally um 
and it's been maybe like three or four years since I've seen her since we've talked so as soon as our um video chat started yesterday she like immediately screamed like ah, oh my god and it was such a happy feeling to reconnect like that I was so nervous leading up to my appointment and I mentioned this in my um YouTube video about health that you'll see in a few weeks maybe like a month but I wasn't expecting to feel worried or nervous for my new therapy appointment last night but the whole day I was really anxious for it and nervous and I didn't know like how it would go but as soon as our video chat began begun sorry I'm stuttering so much tonight I think I'm just like high anxiety you know but as soon as our video chat started and she welcomed me with that like excitement and scream of like seeing my face it took away all of my nerves it made me so happy and so reassured and really at peace to be able to finally be like oh my gosh let me tell you what's going on and she helped me so much uh yeah I mean I could probably talk for another hour about the hour of my therapy session but something that she did mention and this is why I really wanted to see this specific therapist again because like I mentioned like I said she's known me for so long and it helped a ton for us to be able to just dive right into what's going on currently because I didn't have to give her that full backstory, have her like understand how I function or what I've been through. Like this therapist already knew. She already knows my sleep schedule. She knows what I've been through. She knows everything that I have been diagnosed with or how my like mental health shifts during that. She just, I mean, she knows everything. What can I say? But it saved us a lot of time, so I immediately just told her what happened with Instagram, how high my anxiety has been, how I didn't even realize it's been high until, like, after some large event occurred, and I was like, wow, I was really anxious beforehand, and I had no idea, and I, uh, I mean, we haven't talked since I was in college and broke AF living with my parents, so I just gave her a rundown on my life, how I've been doing, living alone in this, like, apartment with my cats, and what I do for work, and I gave her a quick summary of the 14 streams of revenue that I keep up with and the stress of all of my jobs and how I've become basically like a workaholic and cannot stop. But something that she said that really stuck with me is how she thinks that because I've dealt with anxiety for so long, I've probably built up a really high tolerance for my anxiety, which is why I didn't even realize I was feeling anxious until it took a really big tipping point for me to be like, wow, you had all of the signs of anxiety for a full week and had no idea that's how you were feeling. So it's it's really reassuring for me to kind of keep that information with me now and be like, wow, you're right. Like I have a really high tolerance for anxiety, meaning that I need to keep a better eye on it. And I've probably been I've probably been carrying that with me a lot longer than I've realized. So even today, like with the whole Instagram DMs and having to deal with Karens and blocking people and just trying to keep that respectful, positive connection with people online, I as much of a tolerance that I have for my anxiety, I had such high anxiety when I saw that DM like notification or unread like amount of dms on instagram because i didn't want to have to deal with bad customers or whatever i don't not bad customers like yeah just 
rude people, I guess. I don't like confrontation. So like seeing that red number pop up, I just, oh, I could not breathe. I was shaking and I dealt with it anyway because I just know you can't really ignore that. I'd rather deal with it and take care of it than have it sit in my inbox. And unfortunately, it wasn't going to be able to be handled professionally. And I can usually see this coming because it does happen here and there where I'll give my two cents. I'll say my spiel about like how I'm so sorry they feel frustrated. I completely understand. Like, here's what I can do. Best of luck. Like, wishing you nothing but the best. Take care, you know? And typically, how they respond to that is how I can tell if it, how it's going to go. Most people are understanding after that, you know, because they have common sense. And then there's a few people that it's like they didn't even read the message and just scream back at you nonsense. So when that happened tonight, I didn't waste another breath, not another moment, because let's be real, Wednesday nights when I record this podcast episodes are the busiest nights and days of the week, highest stress ever. So I just blocked her and my anxiety is so high, but like I mentioned when I first started this episode, I'm on airplane mode right now, so I'm not even looking at notifications. I have to record this podcast episode, so there's no better time then now to ignore everything else going on and just focus on giving you the best content that I possibly can for this podcast, Breaking Up. (laughs) I am breaking up with Karens. Oh, that should be the title. That might be of this. So yeah, that is the drama, the tea on tonight. But yeah, Wednesdays are a tough one because like my therapist asked last night in our session after I kind of told her an update on how my life is and why I'm so stressed and what I've been up to and kind of saying how I, there's never like an end to my work. Like as soon as I finish a video or episode or like day of anything, there's always, I start immediately like on the next one. Like as soon as a video goes up, I'm editing the next video. I'm filming that. There is an endless amount of promos or like things that I am working on. So You never have that Friday night feeling when, like, work is done. And I'm not complaining because I freaking love it. I love what I do. You have to love it in order to be successful, especially if you are, like, someone on social media or completely, like, your own boss. Like, if you're not doing it because you are passionate about that profession, you're not going to get very far. Um, So I don't want this to come across in a way where I am ungrateful because I freaking love every aspect of what I do. But... I was telling her this and my therapist was asking, um, she was asking me like, okay, so what's like a typical workday look like for you? And because it depends on the day of the week and it just kind of varies, I gave her a rundown of like what most days look like, what Wednesdays look like, and what the weekends look like, but they're all pretty busy. Um, As for Wednesdays, this is like the heaviest day of the week for me. It's super, super stressful no matter which Like, no matter how much I prepare for it and tell myself, okay, next week I'm going to be more on top of this. I will prepare better. Like, I will prevent this from happening again. I haven't been able to do it yet. So, if you are kind of an avid follower of my platforms, you may know that I upload my videos every single Thursday, 2 p.m. Central Time. My podcast episode goes up Thursdays at 9 a.m. Central sometimes 8 a.m. Honestly, I think the earlier the better because I know there are some morning people that may listen to podcasts before work. So I try to get this up as early as possible. 
Um, I typically post an Instagram Thursday night just to help cross-promote my video and podcast episode. And then I, um, just uploading a video, if you have ever done that, it takes a long time because you edit the video, you upload it. While it's uploading, you create the title tags, keywords, description. I have to create a ton of links. I put in the end slate, iCards, ad placements, and the thumbnail. Oh, thumbnails are like the most important thing and they take the longest and I'm definitely the most precise and specific but stressed about making thumbnails. So in fact, I have yet to make tomorrow's thumbnail for my new video. By the time most of you listen to this episode, it will be up. So I am posting a plant tour tomorrow of my 100 plus plants in my apartment. I know that might sound boring, but I highly recommend watching it because if anything, you can just laugh at it. Like a couple months ago, I had my friends over for Bachelor Monday and I was hosting Bachelor Night that week and I made them all go on a plant tour in my apartment and they laughed the whole time, which is fine. Like they still went on the plant tour and they just laughed. So even if you're going to laugh at the video, please still watch it. Um, If anything, you can be like, wow, how does this girl live? Because honestly, I don't even know. But I... I'm putting off making the thumbnail for that video right now. It's 11.15 p.m. and I knew I had to record this podcast. So I was just like, okay, I'll record the podcast and then I'll make the thumbnail and then I'll go to bed because it is probably like my least favorite part of uploading a video. It's super fun. It's just the most detailed, um, precise thing that I have to do before a new video goes up because the thumbnail is like such an important part of an upload and it really does determine who will click on the video and who will watch. Uh, So that's just a little added stress and that's why I'm putting that off for a little bit and deciding to record this episode instead. But yeah, that's a little weekly update on my life. I'm so glad I'm back in therapy, even though we've only had one session and most of it was me like summarizing some things and explaining how high my stress and anxiety has been all summer. Um, I feel like we're going to come up with a pretty decent game plan and just help me figure some stuff out. It's interesting because as much as I say, like, I don't have time for things or I'm so busy or blah, 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 I immediately made time to go to therapy, you know? Like, I immediately carved out that, at like, at least an hour of my night to talk to her. So if it was that easy for me to do that, I know I can do that for other things in my life as well. It's just all about trying to find the balance and properly committing to the like correct time, I guess, for things. So yeah, I know it's possible and I am excited to kind of get better and work on my mental health in a more proactive way. It's kind of been on the back burner for these last few years. It's always been something that I believed that I had such a good handle on, but even the best fall down sometimes. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just quoting song lyrics, but yeah, I um, I am pretty excited and looking forward to beginning my journey through therapy again. It's going to be good. As expensive as it is, it's all worth it, right? <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then I will jump into some love life talks since this is a dating podcast and give you guys some more tea. 
In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you, and if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. Hi, welcome back. So, like I mentioned, I did want to talk about some dating and love life topics since this is a dating podcast. And if you haven't noticed from, like, the first part of this episode, clearly I have a lot on my plate right now and I feel very stressed and, like, constantly consumed with too much going on. I in no way feel like I can handle a significant other right now. Like, I have zero time for myself, or at least that's what it feels like under all this anxiety, that I know I cannot commit to a relationship. And this week alone has just showed me how I can't be with somebody right now. I have put a lot on the back burner, and a big reason why I've kind of been teasing around what I've been like, what I've been up to, I guess, these last few weeks on my podcast episodes. Like, I know my friend Crystal definitely called me out on it in that guest episode with Crystal. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, but those are my cats wrestling in the closet. And my closet doors are those, like, old metal apartment type of doors. So, sorry about that, but we have two kittens on set, and they are notoriously unpredictable and clumsy. So just if you hear anything, that's what it is. Anyway, um, yeah, Crystal totally called me out on this, but if you kind of know what's up and what I've been bopping around doing this summer, um, this week I've definitely kind of had a talk with myself where I was like, whoa, you got to stop that because your work and your mental health and just like your personal life is 
struggling to stay afloat if you keep giving away all of your time on weekends like this. So it's kind of a double-edged sword because even though I feel like this, my therapist is like telling me how I need to find balance and it's good to take breaks and how if I don't like manage everything correctly, she's worried I may start to resent friends and family for taking time away from work and it really is like a a me issue right now. (laughs) She also said like right away where I told her immediately how busy I am and what I do. The first thing she said is, wow, it sounds like you need an assistant, which I have thought about definitely, especially like within these last few months, just with how increasingly heavy my workload has become. Um, My only issue is I'm such a perfectionist and I like, I'm I'm kind of controlling, especially when it comes to my work and everything that I do. So it would be really difficult and challenging for me to like trust somebody else to do what I have always been doing as a one woman team. Like even responding to emails, I feel like I need to be the one to see everything to decide what to say and do. Responding to DMs or replying to comments on YouTube. I don't want to take away that feeling that people get when I'm the person that responds. Like wouldn't it feel less genuine or less exciting if you commented on a YouTuber's video that you love and then you got a response but later found out it was just their assistant. Like, I want to keep that connection with you. And when it comes to editing, I know it's so common for YouTubers or even podcasters to have an editor to do that work for them. I love editing. It's so fun. As time-consuming as it is, it's a really fun part of this whole creative process. And I'm so so, so, so specific with how I edit little details. Like, I don't know if I can trust somebody to make the video exactly the way that I want it to be made. Um, So, when I think about it, it's like, yes, I totally agree. I think I could benefit from an assistant, but what am I going to trust her with besides, like, doing the dishes, laundry, getting me coffee? Because that's like a... I guess that would be a personal assistant, but that feels more like a maid and I don't want that. Uh, So I just maybe need to work on letting some controlling things go and then finding, um, finding somebody that I trust enough to help me with some work. I just don't even know where I would start because in my mind, it's like I have to do everything, but definitely a personal problem I need to work on. Anyway, back to what I was saying, because of all of this, I'm realizing, thank God I'm not in a relationship I cannot commit. I can't do this. There's no way that I could be somebody's significant other or like their partner in any way because I wouldn't be able to give them the time and effort that they deserve in an equal relationship, which is, I think that's a very valid point, but it's totally like unfair of me to drag somebody along or not stay true to my word. I don't know. There's just so much going on that I, that's a really big reason why if you um have been seeing some hints on my stories of me hanging out with somebody or the things that I have said on this podcast, that is a really big reason why I am not committing or getting back into a relationship right now. And I I know it sounds like a cop-out for me to be like, oh, I just don't want to be in a relationship right now. Like, let's just keep it casual. But that is a really valid reason as to why I know I cannot be in a relationship again. And the fact that my therapist even mentioned how she's worried I may start to resent people in my life if I don't, like, get enough work done. 
the fact that she even said that, that has been very common. I Like, it's already there. Like, that has already happened. It's happened with maybe, like, two or three of my previous relationships. It's constantly on my mind. Like, I can think of so many examples of when that happened or maybe not so much resentment but more so like regret or a feeling that I could be using my time better if I'm not completely enjoying myself with somebody. It's like, wow, I could totally be editing right now or doing something more productive and that's not fair either. Like, I don't want to have those feelings when hanging out with somebody in my life. So, I think all in all, it's a really good thing that I'm going back to therapy. <laughs> um, Yeah. So that's an update on my love life. It's there, but not there. And there's a big reason why. (laughs) I was going to get into some more like juicy love life stories of my past, but I think I'm just going to make that another episode because we've already gone over so many big topics in this episode and I already know what the title will be. I almost don't want this to get drowned out underneath all of that at the end. So it's going to be a shorter podcast episode this week, but thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. Definitely make sure that you follow this podcast or subscribe, whatever platform you're using. Leave a five-star review and show your support. I know that I have a podcast Instagram, breaking up underscore podcast. I recently realized that I was promoting it as breaking up underscore pod, but The actual Instagram handle is breaking up underscore podcast. And we just hit 100 followers over there, which is so exciting. So definitely go follow that account if you don't yet. That is where I do like updates on the episodes and include some quotes about it and feature some guests. It's just like a really solid place to get all of the additional information to what I'm talking about on here on that platform. So be sure to be following that. But I hope you're having a wonderful day and thank you. I will see you, or I guess you will hear me in a week with the next episode. Bye, guys. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.